delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hello, Susie. Hello, Shiva. How nice to see you. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you again. And I'm so delighted that you're here with me having a soul brew with Shiva on Coffee and Soul. It's such a delight to have you here with me, Susie. Oh, you're so welcome, Shiva. I was really touched to be invited and uh, really happy to connect with you again. It's been a while. It's been a while and it's wonderful to be able to do this again together. Just sitting with you and you know, face to face, even though it's over Zoom, it just brings back so much. And I'm really so happy that you made the time. So thank you, Susie. You're welcome, Shiva. Thank you. <laughs> you have your cup of coffee or tea, whatever is your favorite tipple with you. I do. I do. I have a lovely chamomile tea in a koala mug. So. I, I love the koala mug. <laughs> That's how, oh no, so beautiful. So what we'll do is I'll just pour myself a cup and cheers, Susie. Yes, cheers. And wonderful to see you. To life and wonderful to see you too. <laughs> Can I ask you to hold your cup of tea in your hands? Uh, nestled in your palms and if you can just shut your eyes lean back and the warmth just feel that what does it bring up for you well Shiva I have to say actually uh it brings up for me the first time we met the first time we really connected so we met in Dubai do you remember of course I do yes would that be as far back as 2008 I think so yes it was 2008 Wow, that's a memory, uh, Susie. Yes, that's I, true. Yes, yeah. yes. And I remember we went to a dinner that was hosted and we sat out on, uh, so we're in Dubai, we sat out on a, you know, almost like, I was going to say like a, 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 it's an outdoor restaurant, but we were right near the beach and we could see the Burj Al Arab. Do you remember? I mean, Absolutely. I'm not trying to drop names or anything, but... I remember the heat. Do you remember how hot it was? Yes, I remember that. Susie, no, I know you're not yeah. trying to drop names at all. This was And our- we had had, we'd had such a great day with other coaches. And then that night we started, you started, I think I was kind of just had done my research on women in leadership and you and I connected over that and ended up having a really kind of purposeful connection around how that was so important to both of us. And and here we are, and we've done so much in between, Shiva. So thank you. It's an absolute delight and pleasure. Susie, I remember that. I remember a conversation. I remember you asking me, I'm about to get into this and would you be interested? And I said, I can't wait because it's just something so up my street and I feel so strongly about it. And mm. we did this work in India together because you followed up and it happened. And um, I, I, it was early days for, uh, for diversity and inclusion and women in leadership in India, everywhere actually. And, uh, and I remember uh, we done, did, did this program and um, I think it was really well received. So I remember that with a lot of joy, Susie. Me too, me too. I particularly, I know you're asking me a question, Sheba, but I particularly remember seeing you facilitate for the first time, seeing you connect with the women that we had there. And I just remember your presence. 
was so spiritual. You know, you just blew me away, just so you know. That will always stay with me. Yeah, so gentle, spiritual, holding, all the things that you would want when we talk about such a sensitive topic, right? So that's another memory I have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Susie. I'm true to form. There you go, validating anybody who sits with you. And that is the beauty <laughs> of, of Susie. You know, that, and the love that you spread because you genuinely do this. And I've seen you do this time and again, just bringing out and, and recognizing the, the best in people, bringing it out and then recognizing it. So I do, I do want to bring that to the fore as well. So thank you, Susie. You're welcome. So uh, if, I, if I was to ask you, if you were to reflect on your life, Susie, um, your journey has been so interesting and, and intense. And uh, your, what are some of the, uh, the highs, the lows on your, as you traveled along? Some of your defining moments, we'd love to hear about those. That's such a big question. Um, one of the things I just want to say, you know, is I have had an interesting journey, but haven't we all, Sheba? So I really do feel like I've lived a very blessed and privileged life. And you know, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm more aware of that now than ever before. And um, I think growing into that awareness around privilege has been so important. So it changes my narrative about my life and, you know, the idea about that sort of individual striving towards something when really none of us are really doing it on our own. You know, it's this collective effort, isn't it? It's, you know, where we were born, our family of origin, all of our community and schooling and oh, you know um so i have a very strong sense now of that collective and the privilege that i've had in being part of a collective um i think the last few years i've reflected on uh entrepreneurship shiva so uh as you know traveling around the world taking leader id to the world I kind of wondered in all those plane rides, you know, when you're on your own and you're exhausted, like, what am I doing? And where is this coming from? <laughs> and um, it was only a few years ago that my older brother just reminded me about our history of coming, my family's history of coming to Australia. And so we're like fifth generation Australians. But, um, you know, the grandfather five times removed that came across as a, as a, I'm not sure what kind of farmer he was, but Scotland and Ireland are the two kind of themes. And they came to Australia as free settlers, but they came on the one pound offer mm. back in 1870. And the thing wow. that I, yeah, yeah. And the thing that I share that is because they started the first uh, freshwater ferrying out to the ships on Sydney Harbour. And then they got into horse and cart taxis and, so in other words, this idea of kind of having a good idea and having the courage to take it out there and and then, you know, help people with it in different ways. I don't know, Shiba, for me that has really resonated. I feel that sort of entrepreneurial blood. My father's the same. Uh, I know your father was the same as well, right? So really just um, having the courage to want to make a difference and to follow your own path and so I feel that that's like a thread now probably historically that I'd never really appreciated so this this looking at it from a 
almost like an ancestral perspective. Is this something new, Susie? Is this something that you've got into now? And is that, is that you, you're talking about the collective, you, you're talking about this thread. Is this something that is evolving in, in your perspective? I, definitely evolving. And I would say I'm just at the beginning of that, Sheba. Like I'm interested now to learn more. So, so much of what we do, you know, in our programs is to look back to know how to go forward. And I'm just interested in my own ancestry, but with that lens of inclusion, that lens of, you know, what was happening in the collective in society. I just think all of those things are really important, really interesting influences that we often don't think about. So I am by no means an expert on my own history, but I, I just, it appeals to me that we are, you know, sort of products of, and, and it's a bit like related to the PhD, right? That yeah. is there ever really an original idea, Sheba? I mean, really, you know what I mean? We stand on the shoulders of giants. Absolutely, yeah. And our, and our job is to kind of recognize that and honor that, and then also bring our own nuance to it. So I would say it's like an evolving kind of perspective. Mm, mm. 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 And in, in terms of, you just spoke about your PhD and you've just, you've completed that. So what was, what was that on Susie? What's, what's been the, probably taken up so much of your life. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what's, what, what have you been researching? I've been researching self-belief in leadership and my research question was around how does our interpretation of our lives, our everyday experiences, how does that influence how confident or not confident we feel as leaders? So very much focused on the internal processes that we mm. go through around, around living our lives. And it's mm. not just at work, it's at home and community and friendships. And interestingly, I feel like there's a connection to the, you know, whether it's very strong or not, but that idea of why was it that my ancestors were so driven around entrepreneurship and, mm. you know, had that self-belief and what, you know, what was going on for them through mm. to, you know, the research that I've just done. So I can't remember, Sheba, when I decided that I was so passionate about leadership. Like I am like a middle child. I'm one of five children. And as a middle child, it's really hard to be heard. And I know that that sounds surprising. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't the first of anything. Yeah. So I had my older brother was the eldest son and my older sister was the eldest um, daughter. And then my younger brother and sister were twins. Yeah. So they all had something significantly unique about their place in the hierarchy of the family. And then there was me stuck right in the middle, kind of going, hello, hello, <laughs> you know, I'm here. And so I, I link it to that, that idea of um, having a voice, you know, of, of believing in yourself enough, enough, not over belief, but enough to say my voice matters. So I think that was formed a really, really long time ago. And then the question around leadership and self-belief and the leader identity stuff I've been doing for the last decade is all connected, isn't it? It's yeah. all a theme. It's yeah. all a theme. Yeah. So, and it continues to be something that I, I just think is important, you know, important in the mix of all the other billions of things and, that are important. The idea that everyone's voice matters We've still got a long way to go. And the fact that you keep working at it is very commendable because one has to, you know, you have to keep chipping away 
and shout it out from the rooftops when when one can but i guess also chip away when there is not enough happening around it and i i think you've done a tremendous job in this in terms of leader id um i would say you were one of the first few people who brought that about would would i be right in saying that susie in the way that you do it i think in the way that we do it shiva um do it. <laughs> yes because it really wasn't front and center in a coaching or leadership development space it builds on a lot of research around identity you know for the last sort of 50 years but an identity specific to being a leader is something only in the last decade or so and was a real surprise for me too you remember the research i originally did through the institute of coaching at harvard yes and that was all focused on women because i was so frustrated mm. back in 2010 or 2012 that i was noticing you know not just in australia in any kind of corporate setting that women were just I don't know just not cutting through right it's a, you know the, the yes. whatever we want to call it the glass ceiling the bamboo ceiling I don't mind but yeah. and I was so frustrated at these attempts to help that situation from a training and leadership development perspective it just didn't seem to be going anywhere so that was a real aha to interview women around Australia that had all been coached mm. and you know you've heard this story 100 times but you know it was really clear that it was about their identity it was about who they were being not as a person not as a sister or a daughter or a, a manager but as a leader leadership is just still so gendered and so that was a real aha for me and it was enough to kind of spark a i need to take this to the world and then somewhere in that journey it became less about women per se and more about the fact that every one of us regardless of our gender we all go through some kind of forming process around leadership mm. and that's important because if the core premise is that everybody's voice matters and leadership is about having that voice then why not be out there helping people regardless of their age or their background or their race or you know just help them have that voice and so it's been a really interesting journey yeah i and i've seen you do it and i i i've done it with you and it's it's been it's been so much fun and so exciting when people who haven't owned their voices start doing that it's so yes. it's so and we saw that right yeah. we saw that in papua new guinea oh yes uh, yeah i that is actually for me that is a defining moment shiva coming back to your question because i remember being on a flight from sydney to um, port moresby and kind of questioning on, on the way over but just questioning myself around you know will these people care about leadership is it even on their agenda um is it going to resonate you know um and i remember just going through the program with them and thinking in you know afterwards thinking how wrong was i you know how how dare i ask that those kind i didn't mean to be asking it from a you know but it was from a position of privilege and from a position of like not knowing you know you and i saw it firsthand but you know leadership was front and center for every single person in that room they might have had low literacy english as their third language low education levels but their communities their tribes right yes leading their entire lives yes. like we were i was learning from them a lot <laughs> you know, i mean but, yes that was tremendous and and some of the things they brought into the room i think that was yeah. 
so amazing. I remember, you know, I remember standing there and looking around the room at all the, you know, the notes and the flip charts and all of that, but thinking you could have been anywhere in the world, yeah. Shiva, yeah. anywhere. And they had taken these concepts further, yes. you know, and deeper. And so that has also really inspired me to challenge others around who we think should lead and could mm. lead and do lead because it's mm. you know it's still not accepted that it's everywhere by everyone if they choose it right so going into a third world country like that a developing country I should say you know was really <laughs> yeah. defining wasn't it it was very powerful and just working mm. with them and even yeah it was and 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 the leader ID work that that you do in terms of in Papua New Guinea and other places that we have been working on and, and, and you have been doing across the world uh, and so many parts of the world. What was the trajectory? How did it, did it have it, did it kind of grow on its own? Did you, did you feel it was an idea whose time had come? What was it that, because it, it moved from, uh, uh, and I remember you saying this, that it was just an idea and from how it, where all it reached. What do you think made that happen, Susie? Somehow it did find a little bit of a zeitgeist, didn't it, Sheba? It found a little bit of momentum. A lot of that I put down to, to the leaders that we spoke to or approached in organisations that were willing to challenge the status quo, that, were, that, that had some kind of personal felt experience themselves of perhaps struggling to lead or not being heard but I honestly put it down to transformational leaders that saw beyond what was happening out there and with their advocacy we were able to you know go a lot further mm, mm. and and change some people's lives and I, that sounds a bit arrogant doesn't it I don't mean but you know to be able to unlock to unlock in people what's already there we do it all the time and then to just layer on top of that, there's something about the word leadership or leader that, that just seems to kind of unlock this whole uh, shift in terms of the way they see themselves and what's possible for themselves. Mm. It's a possibility stuff. Mm. And I think that was the other thing that, that the reason that it kind of had such wonderful momentum around the world is because that sparked different conversations. Yes. And we got to a place where people were you know, getting upset that they missed out on enrolling in the course that, you know, we had hundreds of people shortlisted it, you know, <laughs> on the waiting list at various times. Amazing. That wasn't us, Sheba, that was them. That was people saying to each other, this matters, you know, this matters, this is what it unlocked in me, or this is the possibility I now see for myself. Or others observing that in the people that, you know, had the experience and saying, oh, I want some of that. Yeah. So I just think we tapped into something that's innately human mm. and we sort of lost touch of that in our corporate systems and processes, right? We're kind of all about control. And so how interesting now that this whole last year has just way opened all of that up again, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm really excited about that and hopeful for that. Very powerful what you just said and thank you for sharing this. It's so true. It's so true, particularly when you bring it home in terms of what's hap what happened to the world in, in 2020 and how important all this becomes even now. So, uh, yeah. Susie, is there a metaphor you live by? Could, mm. be, could be a couple, that's all right. But yeah. You touched on it at the beginning, you know, and I'm not sure that it's a metaphor, but it's just a way of being, Sheba. Like, I don't think it, it hurts to find and share love 
in and with others, that love is, for me, a really important anchor. And it comes in so many varieties. What I love about love is that it's renewable, right? It's energizing. And it's, I, I come back to this idea of abundance. I don't know when it was that I chose that worldview, Sheba, but it's true, you know, that we can all get triggered into scarcity and fear and sometimes not realize that we're in it. And sometimes we get stuck in it. And I'm human. I do that too. But then when things are back in balance and you've given yourself time, whatever that looks like, it's that realization that no, there's just, there's just so much more. And there's so much, the humans are innately loving beings, you know, and we need more of it. So I would say that's my main kind of platform that I just ground myself in. I just noticed if you take that kind of big picture perspective around how we're living our lives and, you know, for me, you know, what are the things that we're valuing? It has to be more, it's beyond what we see, right, and what we create. Even, you know, even talking about leader identity feels a little bit self-serving on this call. Like I don't, it's not about that, but it's about, you know, leader identity was one avenue to just sort of say to people, there's more than just, the, the identities that you hold that are about labels and about things that you do. It's this whole sense of being, you know. And so it's, in my way, that's my spirituality. I had a very, you know, Christian upbringing and then rebelled against that, you know, in my 20s. And now I can't find myself coming back full circle to the idea that it's about this being and this love of a fellow human. And so that spirituality is just, you know, it's important and it's, it's core. And so we don't often talk about it, but when you come from that perspective with people and just recognize that they bring beautiful things that are uniquely theirs, then the conversation and the connection can just blossom, you know? And and what comes with that also, Sheba, as you and I both know, is really actively choosing not to judge. Yes. No, how dare we judge? And yet, again, we've been conditioned to judge in many, many ways, right? That's all the unconscious stuff and sometimes conscious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I really, you know, I would combine this idea of, you know, a platform of loving others with this idea of consciously trying, trying my best not to judge, you know, not to judge. That idea that life is an echo, right? What we put out, we get back. Um, And it's, that's the wisdom of the ages, right? But I often think that our challenge, or certainly in my life, has been to live that. It's one thing to believe it, but are you actually congruent with those beliefs? And and that's a daily challenge. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is to be aware, as you are, of it and to continue to to recognize that it's a daily challenge and work on it. And I think that mm. is, that is amazing. Is there anything, um, Susie, as you say this, and it's, as I said, this is so powerful because it is about what, what we all need so much and perhaps don't talk about enough, which is growing love and, mm. and, and recognizing that not, not only you know, around us for everybody, but also ourselves, I guess. If, you, if I were to ask you, is there anything you would have done differently, Susie, in the life that you have lived thus far? I'm not talking about regrets here. I'm just talking about yeah. reflections. I um, My first reaction is I don't think so. Mm. However, I'm very keenly aware of my own developmental journey as a human. <laughs> and I definitely think back to myself as a manager or a 
you know, a friend, you know, in those early days and think, oh, I could have done that so much better, you know, so which links back to the self-belief piece, right? So that idea of, you know, that sense of self, if we don't, if we don't cultivate that in ourselves, how can we be that for others? So I'm not sure if, it were, if it's about what I would do differently. I just think that idea of, you know, I've got some of my nieces who I adore in their early 20s and I see them struggle, you know, and I think, wow, I wouldn't have, co- I don't think I would have coped Sheba in, yeah. in today's world. It's just tough. And then yeah. add 2020 to the mix and yeah. there's just so much that can derail and undermine that sense of self. And so... I'm really conscious about watching them and thinking I, I, I wouldn't want to go back to that. You know, I just, so I value and I cherish what I've learnt. And I also know that, you know, the old, you know, I did the best I could at the time. Maybe I would like to think I did, but sometimes I definitely did not. <laughs> um, right? But that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and even in the, my career and my studies and what I ended up doing, I feel very purpose-driven in my work. I mm. feel like the, the purpose for my work is absolutely front and centre every day and it's not a fight. You know, mm. I, get to, I get to be in flow around that all the time. Wow, isn't that amazing to be in flow around your purpose all the time? That is something, Susie. Mm. that is something I'm enormously grateful for that my work energized people energize me right I mean yeah. you know even the tough ones Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember some <laughs> that's, it. that's it but aren't we lucky so there's that sort of that I that sense of just you know and then you know I, I you, you know about my IVF years and that's how I start my workshops that you know I was never able to have children and that is a real grief, right? That's a stumbling block that, that I thought would define me forever um, when I was going through it. And so, but again, there aren't any necessarily regrets or things I would have done differently because I needed to push into that, you know, and discover things about that and realise that, you know, life is not, not the but this idea that we, the barriers we put on ourselves, the expectations that we put on ourselves, um, my challenge continues to be to push beyond those, right? Mm-hmm. To notice them and and try and navigate them better. So, you know, there's many things I wish I'd done better per se, but in terms of who I am as a person and that journey, I think it's been a, a really rich journey that I'm lucky to be where I am. Yeah, and I totally second that. Uh, in in terms of looking at, uh, as you said, your journey and your reflections, I think what comes across to me right now is this tremendous amount of self-acceptance as well, mm-hmm. so, which is very powerful. And I'm, I'm, as I'm hearing you say that, uh, uh, talk, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that, the growth and of that. And I think that is very... Uh, not just mm-hmm. for me, but we'll listen to this to understand that no, no matter what, I mean, it begins here, right? It begins with your own and, and, and as, as you're seeing your self-belief and belief and I guess self-acceptance. What do you think about that? I love that that's what you're hearing and I wish it was true. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm back to the idea of the struggle, Sheba. Like I think I think that idea of becoming, I definitely agree I'm much more self-accepting than I was, but I also see a long road ahead, you know, around that in various parts of my life because I'm human, like all of us are human. But there is something about talking to you, Sheba, that forces, you know, that when you take a higher level perspective on it, you know, the daily struggles are still very real and the highs and the lows. And most people I know and love would say, I live my life very much on a roller coaster. But I'm like, well, so what? <laughs> I always have, you know, and that's not going to change. There's no equanimity that's going to automatically blossom for me. There's highs and there's lows. But there's, so there's acceptance around that. Yeah. And there's still a lot of growth, right, for me, for yeah for all of all of that so i i like to think you're maybe picking up on a little bit of evolution which is good <laughs> i am i am picking up on that susan i want to recognize that because uh you say comfort around the the roller coaster that's a big one that's yeah. a huge one isn't it it's a isn't huge it? one yeah 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 and I yeah it doesn't always happen acknowledge. no no it doesn't always <laughs> happen but yeah yeah. yeah. And don't you think it's also linked because you're this well, I see this in you, Shiva, that conscious awareness around who you're becoming, you know, like what is it that we are aspiring to? Yeah. Um, not again, not in a material sense, no. but not about that, you no. know, it's no, about know being. Yeah. And um I think that's just so important to to feel like you're you're moving, yes. you know, yeah. at whatever pace, but there's because yeah. who else can who else can measure that other than your own sense of where you've come from and and where you're going and and the other thing I really hold true, Sheba, is that you know who knows what's around the corner. Yes. You know that we, we don't know, do we? We just no. don't know. No. So you know, staying also open to possibility and you know that life can get tougher and like you know we've seen it and we continue to see it. But that inner knowing about, you know, and and I'll be okay or and yeah. I'll at least know I'll learn through whatever yeah. whatever yeah. is about to be thrown my way. So there's something in there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I see that. And I'm really glad that you, you, you know, you're speaking about this because my next question is going to be to someone who's starting out in life and maybe on the same journey as you. What would you say to them from where you are today? Yeah, I think I love that question. And actually, that is something that I think about that I wish I had done differently. So I really do, uh, you know, in t this year, 2020, and obviously because of what happened to our beautiful world and those incredible human beings, you know, I gave myself permission to actively craft a life, to actively craft relationships that I wanted to be in, relationships that made me feel good about who I was, um, that were supportive, nurturing. Um, Shiba, I'm a very loyal person. Oh, yes. So that's a core tenant of, you know, of who I am. And and so I really had to rethink some long-term friendships that they just, you know, we outgrow and we need to give ourselves permission to leave those behind, but also to really be conscious about cult cultivating new ones. Yeah that take us in the direction that we want to go so that idea of shaping our world and shaping our relationships 
I would say to anyone starting out is to really be intentional about that, like really intentional. And obviously you can't choose your family, right? <laughs> so <laughs> love them anyway. Yeah. Um, find your tribe or create your tribe, I think is a much better way of saying it. Create your tribe. Know the things that you're looking for. And you're not going to get them from just one person. That idea of having the perfect role model or the perfect mentor, that's not true. I know that now, right? Um, so have a range of people that you can, you can go to, that you can connect with. And the other thing I would say is ask for help. You know, of, of those people, of those, uh, is really be vulnerable enough to let them know what your intentions are, let them know where you'd like to go, and then just ask for input. Um, that idea that we grow with and through others is something that I really love and wish I'd done more of, but I'm certainly doing a lot of it now. That's powerful, absolutely. And I'm sure people hearing this, this is, this is a big one. You know, to be able to be in a, and you and you would you would today where you are, Susie, very accomplished yourself, would ask for help, right? If you needed it. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Personally, professionally. And and isn't that the joy, Sheba? So I know we talk a lot about vulnerability, um, but I actually don't think that asking for help is is vulnerability. I think it's strength, you know, to be mm -hmm. able to just give yourself permission to go. I actually really don't know about whatever this is, you know, and I need to equip myself. And so that is about asking for help and, you know, seeking knowledge of others. Yeah. And so this, this question that I would, and I'm we're nearly coming to the close of our conversation, but there is, and we've talked about a lot of things, but if I was to ask you to surmise it and to say, what would be your unique legacy? Because I believe every human being is a facet of the universe that nobody else is. I mean, you're so unique. And each one of us has a gift for humankind. And I don't, I don't mean to say this in a, with, a, in, in, with bravado, you know, but in, in, the hum, in the most humble manner possible, I do believe uh, that there is something very unique that each one brings that nobody else does. What is your unique gift to mankind, Susie, to mm -hmm. humankind? Well, first of all, I want to say I completely agree with you, Sheba. We share that worldview 100%. I'm just going to say it's for me about actively and consciously cultivating or being with people in a way that values them. So in any setting, in any setting, in, in you know, the, the, the taxi driver, the, you know, just, just looking for that um, in them. I think that's what I bring. And I learn so much in that, Shiva, every day. So I'm not sure it's a legacy, but that idea that as we, as we look for that in them, that that lifts them up, right? Um, that to me would be a wonderful, would be a wonderful legacy. Yeah. That is beautiful. And mm -hmm. I know that to be so true of you. Thank you so much for for sharing that, sharing yourself and spending time with me on the Soul Brew. And I have really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for making the time, Susie. You're so welcome, Shiva. My heart is full now from this conversation. Thank you for creating this space. It's beautiful to have you with me. Take care of yourself and I hope we do meet in person soon. You, you take care, Susie. You're very special.
You too, Sheba. And we will make that happen. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Sheba. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling.